Hello, friends. Welcome to Outside Perspective with me, Adam Meredith. Let's jump right into it, guys. First, if you haven't, do me a favor. Go leave a review, leave a rating. These things help the podcast. I appreciate them more than you know. Also, subscribe. Hmm. What's next? Oh, let me tell you about a product. Or not necessarily a product, but a compound. Let me tell you about this particular thing called CBD. CBD is found in the cannabis plant, and you can isolate this particular compound, or actually what they really do. Actually, I shouldn't say what they really do because I'm not a fucking expert. But you can grow particular strains of cannabis, which are high-yielding CBD strains. So they have this particular compound in vast quantities. Or maybe uh, maybe not vast quantities, but it's extremely concentrated. So lots of CBD essentially no THC little to no THC what is THC THC is that ingredient that will get you high has the psycho ingredient that is the psychoactive compound within the cannabis plant which everybody is worried about so you can take CBD you don't have to worry about your job um, because this will not make you fill a drug test now Where do I get my CBD from? I like to go to Jumbo Superfoods. Jumbo Superfoods has been, um, they've been awarded the title of the healthiest edible in the country. They make superior products. They use high quality ingredients and they use as few as possible. Only what's needed. Everything is effective. It works, it works well. And it actually tastes good. I use their uh, CBD cinnamon spray in my coffee. Phenomenal. You guys are probably hearing me tired. You guys are probably tired of hearing me talk about it. But this shit is fucking good. I enjoy it. I also use their muscle balm. Like I said, jujitsu. It can be tough on the joints. Or maybe you're, uh, you're just working a hard job all day. Or uh, you, you just got done at the gym. Uh, whatever the case may be, you've been picking up the kids all day. Uh, maybe you picked a little Jimmy up wrong and now your back's hurt. You tweaked it out. No worries. You can take some of their you can take some of their muscle balm infused with CBD. They even have an extra strength, which is phenomenal. You can rub it on that bitch and it will feel better. So, hurry over, go check them out. JomboSuperfoods.com. You can use the code JomboLovesYou for your first order. If you haven't ordered before, at checkout, save you 15%. And if you want to help a brother out, use the link in my show notes. A small portion of that will get kicked back to the show. Everything is a big help. All right. Today's guest is the other half of Greenhouse Healthy. If you have been keeping up or following along, I just had Antonio DeRose on the podcast a couple episodes ago. Now this is his better half, Heather DeRose. She is the CEO of Greenhouse Healthy. She is also a sponsored athlete. A, uh, she's a trail runner as well and a speaker and a writer and an advocate for cannabis and 
epilepsy, and I'll let her tell you more about that. But I really enjoyed speaking with both of them while they were in town, and I think you're going to enjoy this conversation too. Now, in this one, we get a little bit more, uh, I don't know, woo-woo-y, if you will. But I like the conversation regardless. So, here we go, guys. All right. Heather DeRose. How are you? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I am fantastic. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah, me too. Thanks for inviting me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's jump right in. So for the folks listening, let's just do a quick little intro. Tell the folks um, who you are. That's such a broad question, who you are. Who am I? That could be a lot of different things. But in relation to, so you're in town for the Mocana what is it? Tell me the name again. Mocanicon. Mocanicon. So for a cannabis conference, mm-hmm. right? Um, so let's talk about that because you are the CEO of Greenhouse Healthy. Yep. So <laughs> give me that intro. Sure. So I am now the CEO of Greenhouse Healthy. Um, we're in town for the Mocanicon, which is um, a cannabis event in here in St. Louis, which is hosted by Project 422, uh, who we've worked with over the past couple of years. Um, They help um, veterans in Missouri. They took 22 veterans from Missouri to Colorado for a cannabis um, science conference Mm -hmm. and kind of got them exposed to the cannabis industry, um, got to talk to doctors in Colorado, and then they came back to Missouri to discuss with other um, veterans and people in Missouri about their experience and um, what they learned. So, okay, so so veterans went to Colorado. So were these, like, veterans who um, are kind of in a position to, like, influence things? Or are they just, like, just, I don't want to say, like, just average vet. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what position do they hold as far, like, I'm just trying to understand. I'm not totally sure exactly. You know? okay. um, all of their involvement in the industry. I just know that they are, they were interested enough. and um, But they didn't like op- have a lot of information and they went out there to learn. Mm-hmm. And then come back and talk to their fellow um, soldiers and family and friends, I'm sure, um, about their experience and what they learned. And I know um, a couple of them have transitioned from pharmaceuticals that were prescribed to them from the VA to cannabis. Um, So I know that there are a lot of them that are activists and advocates for cannabis as well. Right, because, I mean, veterans, a lot of them suffer from PTSD, along from like a whole slew of, imagine like just other things, pain, um, Mm -hmm. who knows? I don't even want to just begin to speculate all the different things, but... Um, there's been a lot of benefits there, right? With right. with PTSD and cannabis, mm-hmm. right? What are what are uh, so uh, what are some of the things that are going to be like covered at the conference? Do you know? Uh, I know that a lot of different information about cannabis. Dr. Sue Cicely is going to be there. She's one of the only doctors in the United States that's conducting clinical trial research on veterans. Um, she's 
doing this, um, the clinical trials, she has to get, she's ex- explaining all of her experiences that she's having as, while she's conducting this research, she can only get um, certain cannabis from the federal government from one agency. She had it tested, it was contaminated, and she's conducting these you know, um, clinical trials on veterans. Mm -hmm. And so she told the federal government that the cannabis she was given, you know, for um, these trials was contaminated. And that's the only option she has right now. It's ground up into a powder. She doesn't know the terpene profile or all the flavonoids um, that these veterans are trying. So um, it can really make a huge uh, impact on you know her entire research basically so she's going to be there um as well as one of the two um people in the united states that have been receiving marijuana cigarettes from the federal government um over the past 35 years for his chronic bone disease is going to be there i really want to talk to him and listen to what he has to say about his experience with that that's interesting so he's been getting cannabis from the government for over 35 years Mm -hmm. yet it's been classified as a schedule one um substance which deems it to not have any sort of medicinal benefit yet the government's been giving it to him for medicinal use. Right. That's interesting. He should be a good guy to to connect with (laughs) for sure. Holy shit. (laughs) And you're going to be speaking there, right? Right. That's why you're in town. So what are you going to be speaking about? We're going to be talking a lot about um, cannabis and fitness and how that pertains to overall health and wellness um, in that aspect with different companies within the cannabis industry as well as marketing in general, but patient focus as well. I also have epilepsy, so I'm going to be discussing um, kind of my personal experience with living in Missouri and then moving to Colorado um, and gaining legally ac- legal access to um, a regulated mm. cannabis, which is still illegal here. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so I don't really, maybe I don't really have like a deep understanding of epilepsy. Is that something that, is that something that can be developed or is it, is it always a case where like you're born with it? So one in like 26 people will have suffered from a seizure throughout their lifetime. Um, there's still so little known about it. It's, and it's very underfunded despite the fact it affects so many millions of people around the world. I think it's like 65 million people, um, suffer from epilepsy. Really? Um, and then so many people will have a seizure at some point in their life and may never know what caused it. Um, I never, I had several tests done. They never found out what caused mine at all. Um, and was told that I could have one every day for the rest of my life or never again in my life. They literally had no clue. Yeah. And shot in the dark. Right. Exactly. But there, I was, um, extremely fortunate I feel because there are a lot of people especially that I've been talking to in the cannabis industry that their children are suffering from hundreds of seizures a day they have no quality of life Um, they're barely awake for their life and when they are they're just so exhausted from constant um, seizures that they Mm -hmm. can barely function the pharmaceuticals they're given (laughs) are depleting their organs, um, making them not even controlling the seizures, but just harming their body. So even if they were um, not having seizures, their quality of life is diminished because of the pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a crazy fucking situation to be in, right? To where your body's breaking down. 
Um, you're giving all these synthetic chemicals um, and compounds to make you better, which tend to not, you know what I mean? Yet there is a natural plant which can help with this, yet a lot of people don't have access to it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty. That's some, that's some pretty crazy shit to think about. Yeah. And, um, I mean, there's so many benefits to the brain, uh, right. you know, that, that cannabis has. Um, so how old were you when you had your first seizure? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember the exact age. I think I was like 12 or 13. Uh, I would have to really ask my mom probably. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I was right around when I was a teenager. Um, I had my first seizure. Um, and then I also had one in school that I didn't know was a seizure at the time when I had it and it was in middle school. Um, so yeah, right around that age and it wasn't too often. Um, but it was still one of the, like, just, I never knew when it was going to happen and it started affecting my daily life. Plus I was turning 16. They were going to maybe not let me have my license. Yeah. That's like an added stressor right right. there. You got to get that whip. (laughs) Get those streets. Come on, mom. I need to drive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, shit, man. And then it was one of those things I didn't want to talk about either because it, I felt so limited by what I could do. And they're like, well, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do anything if I could potentially fall down at any moment in my life and, you know, go unconscious for a couple of minutes of time, you know, it could be fatal. Right. But I just decided I couldn't live my life like that. Shit, man. That's like a, that, that would definitely be like an added layer of like stress. Right. Right. Because you're always kind of like thinking like, well, fuck man, like if I'm out swimming and then I start having a seizure or whatever the case may be. So, but you would kind of get them kind of sporadically. So when you were in Missouri, did you really have any exposure to, to cannabis at all? Not until I was, I definitely had the option to try it. Yeah. Um, multiple times when I was in high school, but I just chose not to, Mm -hmm. I was still very much under the reefer madness i guess like i very much against it yeah like i was scared of it honestly mm-hmm. um and then whenever i got into college i tried it um had a really great experience but didn't really partake in it much afterwards um and then over the years i think my, my mid-20s is when i started consuming more when i got um back together with my (laughs) now husband, Antonio DeRose. Um, And he was a consumer ever since I was, I knew him in high school. Um, And then I also had a seizure and started researching more about cannabis and the benefits and had, was in a safe environment. So I was able to try it, um, even though it was still illegal in the state I was in I was still able to be to try it at home and be in a safe environment and had great experiences and then started really you know learning all the benefits of it and considered I I quit smoking cigarettes I feel like that had a lot to um, me quit quitting that bad habit yeah i can't believe i did that i know it's horrible horrible everything we know about it i know yeah and i I didn't uh, smoke cigarettes very long um but i was also i went through a lot of uh traumatic experiences and it was just one of the things that 
I don't know. It just happened, I guess. <laughs> kind of well, the thing is, so the fucked up thing is like, so nicotine is a nootropic. It can have cognitive um, enhancement abilities. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but whenever you like pair it with like all the carcinogens and all the fucked up shit right. with like smoking tobacco, that's where the issue comes in, right? So yeah. it's just like, dang, yeah. So what did you do before? Um, what did you like? What did you do to, I guess, help mitigate seizures? prior to um like using cannabis um did you have options what are the options there are several options i don't know all of the names of the um the prescriptions available i was never i never tried any of them um just because i wasn't having seizures constant enough for them to um, put me on an anti-seizure medication um but they're all like synthetics and different. Yeah. Th- those are pretty much like the only options that they have right. up until like now, right? Since we know that there's like a positive effect with uh, with cannabis and like c- controlling your seizures. Right. I think it's um, Marinol is the um, one of the available options to patients. I don't know a lot about it, um, but it's a marijuana derived um, product mm-hmm. for yeah. um, epilepsy patients. From what I heard, I believe it was at the marijuana or medical yeah marijuana for medical professionals conference um the price of that is outrageous yeah and um it's still a not a raw form of cannabinoids synthetic Um, still yet right yeah i don't know if it's completely synthetic but it's definitely not as raw as a lot of the um physicians are suggesting getting the raw cannabinoids even by eating the leaves of the cannabis plant um, to be extremely beneficial um, for the endocannabinoid system. Hmm. That's some fascinating shit. It is really interesting. So then, I was talking to Tony. He said you're a convert. Yeah. So that means like you're just completely against it. And then now. Yeah, I mean, like, I even asked him to stop smoking. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was so against it. I was like, oh, I. I thought that he was like, I didn't know though. I had no clue. Like I thought that it um, was kind of like alcohol, I guess. And I didn't have the greatest experiences with alcohol. Um, Also, it made me black out a couple of times. And I kind of thought that you really weren't in that much control or, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, just like a complete lack of like understanding. Yeah. And I didn't realize that it was a stimulant instead of a depressant and it really supplied your body with cannabinoids that it really needs to you know function in that homeostasis state and all of that the the things that i have found out along the way but right yeah man that's um i had a train of thought i fucking lost it (laughs) it's all good um no yeah so you're like you, you hit the 180 and uh, how long have you been seizure-free now? Um, 18 months now. That's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time. Um, there is a company called uh, GW Pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. and I found out about them, like, uh, whenever I was doing, like, research back in, like, 2013. And they had just um, got approved, like, FDA approval for some trials for a uh, cannabis-derived epilepsy seizure medicine. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder how far along they are on that. Their stock is doing awesome. Yeah. Man, when I found them, they were only trading at like $35. I think they're up to like 140-something now. Nice. I wish I would have had money to invest at the time. I believe they might be the company that was involved with the Marinol. 
but I don't I'm know. Not... They're a UK based company. Yeah, I think so, but I'm not totally sure. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm um, not sure. Yeah. yeah no so you guys are out in um colorado now Mm -hmm. out in the boulder area doing your thing how do you liking it i like it a lot um it's how different is it out there compared to missouri life well when i was in missouri um it was definitely like i would go to work and be a daily consumer and you know, having to hide my cannabis use or I couldn't talk to anybody about it, um, family or friends. It was just very like hush hush. And now I feel like um, going into the cannabis industry, that's what we talk about to a lot of different people. And it's, I guess, like what we call coming out of the green closet. So like just talking to anybody right now, like about the, you know, benefits of it. Um, I'm not afraid to discuss it with a coworker if they say they have arthritis. Um, And then, you know, have you used a topical or someone's using an ibuprofen? Um, Have you tried, you know, CBD oil or something like that instead just because it's legal there, but there's the stigma still is very real and there still is a lot of, um, misinformation and you know people that have never even thought about trying it right right um, but definitely um, being directly involved near the near Boulder and Denver area where there are a lot of events networking events um, has been very beneficial I feel like um, because we get to go to all these different events and we're right at um, an, uh, an awesome area to network with people directly involved in starting up in the cannabis industry in Colorado. Yeah. So what what's the journey been like because, well, I guess I shouldn't say because, there. what's the journey been like going from, going from like what you did here in Missouri to where you are today? So maybe a better way to ask that, a better way to phrase that would be, like walk me through and, and like explain to the listeners like where you were like while you were here in Missouri before you kind of started your transition into where you are now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so when I was in Missouri, like right before we moved, I was working for a company called Veteran Uni- Veterans United Home Loans. Um, so I was working with veterans um, all across the United States that were looking to um, buy a home in the future or um, right when they were looking. And we would help them also refinance, but we were helping veterans all across the United States. We even had, um, the headquarters was in Columbia, Missouri, which is where I I was living. Um, And we would have families that we would they had this specific foundation and they would donate vans um, to families in need and like all the coworkers would go out there and they were just very involved in helping veterans, helping everybody um, within the community, uh, giving back to Columbia mm-hmm. a lot um, and just volunteering where we could. Right. It was just a great experience um, helping people really and I found that I was passionate about that um, and in interacting with people in a positive way. Um, and then moving to Colorado. Now that we're in the cannabis industry, I feel like I'm connecting with veterans on a different way. Yeah. Um, helping their, you know, overall health and wellness and helping them, um, you know, just basically get a medicine that I feel like everybody should have access to. Um, 
have a better quality of life and not yeah. have that stigma. So what was the transition like going from like like a corporate financial, like mm-hmm. corporate finance environment to, um, I imagine that's much more of this kind of like structured and regulated than like the cannabis industry. Oh, yeah. you know, well, not to say that the cannabis is, but you know what I mean? Just like it's a very emerging new industry. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's not the, the, the people that are attracted to this industry are much younger, more open thinking. It's not this like rigid corporate structure. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So was that like a difficult transition or like what's that transition been like for you? Is um, it-, it was very, I feel like both industries are just so much about compliance so in that issue it's not it wasn't a huge transition um because especially in colorado right now um it's like a a magnifying glasses on it now it's canada because it's federally legalized yeah because i definitely um, misspoke because it's it's very regulated you know what i mean but it's just like it's not like that old world business yeah and um where veteran where i was working at veterans united it was a lot of online based it was Uh all online based mostly um so we kind of were a little bit more flexible in that and more progressive i guess as a company but it was still you know an office position i was working hours on it and a day at Mm -hmm. a standing desk and you know um going just Berg piling on top of each other not a lot of human interaction what it is now um, yeah which i found that i what i really enjoy is yeah talking to people um and yeah. connecting with people yeah because you guys are doing a lot of like a lot of like great things um with with greenhouse healthy so you have like the charity miles right right and we we have an awesome team of 16 members right now it's amazing uh we started in march this year and we've already walked um ran or biked over 2600 miles um to all different charities that are available on the charities miles app um for our greenhouse healthy team nice nice awesome. and i remember also you, you guys were doing the um i'm gonna fucking beat myself up what you guys were doing for the uh you're raising awareness uh, for the veterans, uh, for the suicide, tw- something 20, yeah. is it Mission 22? Uh, Project uh, 22. Project 22. Twi- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did a whole campaign last year um, that was 22 push-ups a day for 22 days to raise awareness um, to for pre- to prevent um, veteran suicide. Right. Because the statistics are that 22 veterans um, in the states that are counting, it could be more because other states aren't counting. It's probably more um, realistically. Yeah. Um, veterans are committing suicide daily, which also has a lot to do with the um, pharmaceuticals and psychotropic effects that it has on the brain um, that could be causing depressi- depression or other mental illnesses um, that could be leading to the suicide. So that the potential for veterans to switch to cannabis or anyone to get off of opioids oh, yeah. um, and switch to cannabis has huge um, mental effects yeah i just just think the whole idea that um the answer is in some sort of synthetic compound like that is just so fucking crazy like i understand like that can be monetized but like we're withholding like help from like veterans and just different people who really need it whenever like they can be there's things that are available to them and um i'm not sure if you've um seen too much with like uh, what's going on with like mdma so 
that's on it's on a fast track it's been classified as a breakthrough therapy for Mm -hmm. ptsd yeah and uh, they're on stage three clinical trials now and we're probably looking by 2021 they'll be uh it should be you know legal like nationwide and you'll start seeing clinics pop up and stuff like that so it's just it's just you know there's these other ways that we can we can help people but I i think like things like psychedelics things like uh uh, like cannabis, just these different plant medicines, like they're just they're just classified, and um, you just have these fear mongers who just like build up this imaginary you know tale about it, and then ultimately we just withhold help from like so many people. Right, Sh- shit blows me away. Exactly, I know Denver is um, working to decriminalize um, psilocybin mushrooms just because of the studies that have come out legitimate studies that it helps people with depression it can be um, a, a huge help better than any sort of um, opioid or whatever else they're given that really isn't fixing or mm-hmm. helping them mentally long term um, so I think that anything that is natural that doesn't have harmful side effects that has the potential to help someone not want to kill themselves or yeah. have an improved quality of life um should definitely be an option for real like, i mean and it's it's like legitimately like helping people with as little as like one dose like right curing things mm-hmm. like blows me the fuck away yeah blows yeah. me away <laughs> right. so heather you're very um you have a very nurturing energy like you say you like to help people and uh, we were talking about like you grew up on an animal sanctuary right so right. what was that like it was an awesome experience that I honestly, I didn't realize how amazing it was until I talked to so many people that haven't had um, a connection with nature or animals um, just because of the huge experience and positive impact that I feel like it had on my life. Um, so whenever I was in first grade, I relocated with my mom and my sister um, to my grandparents uh, farm that they well it wasn't really a farm it was more they didn't really farm anything <laughs> we just like <laughs> called it a farm because it was like out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, I think we all do that I mean we had vegetables and stuff like that food there was a garden yeah there and was animals. a garden and animals it but counts we didn't, like raise the animals to sell or kill or anything like that yeah um, so and we also people knew that so they would sometimes drop off dogs or other animals um knowing that we would just take, take them, them in. in and it was a really awesome experience growing up because <laughs> i'm like yay a new dog arrived <laughs> and like we had some of the best animals like that it yeah. was an amazing experience um and then my grandpa was um he's actually in i think it's i don't know what hall of fame it is um but it's for um wagon trains like so he used to take horses on these wagon trains all like long distances um and talk to people about horses and just doing different things like that he's also native american um so he spoke a lot of different about a lot on a lot of different topics about nature and animals and um just his experiences and so he he did that a lot and i think that's why i was able to connect with nature and animals a little bit more just talking to him and how he would have us connect and like yeah. learn you know about different plants when we go on walks or different animals and yeah. all of his knowledge did you grow up barefoot a lot 
Like, were um, you outside a lot barefoot? I was, yeah. I was all the time. <laughs> yeah, for all sure. All the time. What's a wagon train? So is that just like, he's like, there's like a whole bunch of wagons and they're all like, they all went together yeah. somewhere? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I know, right? So they would go on long distances. A lot of people. I only in wagons. Rem- yeah. I remember going on like one and my grandpa had so many different types of wagons. What? Yeah. And um, so the horses would pull them, but he would sometimes just ride alongside, you know, just on really? his horse. Um, and they'd camp out and I know he went the entire I think perimeter of Arkansas one time and met Bill Clinton when he was the I think the governor there at the time and like just different interesting things like that yeah fucking pioneer <laughs> right <laughs> and so his cast crazy. iron hanging like, in the I back can't. he's salting his meat yeah. <laughs> he was like a pers- cowboy and Indian it was crazy <laughs> oh, that is hilarious wow so you grew up with all sorts of animals my grandma mm-hmm. um growing up she had so many cats and dogs and like uh she had horses and pigs and just mm-hmm. tons of fucking animals. I just I grew up with a lot of animals too, and I don't know if there's a certain point to where like I just I'm just like I'm tired of it. Right. And but they just take so much energy. They do. And uh, they need it. Like mm-hmm. and I feel like if you can't give them that, then you shouldn't like own a pet because people are so shitty with like when they like they'll buy a pet and then they'll just completely ignore it. Right. Like that's yeah. not okay. That's mm-hmm. not okay. But um, yeah, man, pets are amazing things. I feel like. Uh, they help so many people. For sure. So many people. You guys started an Instagram for your guys' cats. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was posting so much about the cats, and I'm like, uh, I guess they need their own Instagram. I don't <laughs> that is so funny. There's so many out there. Yeah, and it really like got me following other cat <laughs> Instagrams, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I really people enjoy are it. Strange. It makes me happy. Cats make me happy. Cats <laughs> make other people happy. So hey, why not? Oh, I can dig <laughs> it. Whatever makes you happy, man. If you can do it. Yeah. If you can. Do- <laughs> no, but we were saying. I mean, I mean, they have their own energy to them. Right. I mean. Like, you can definitely connect. And, I mean, like, you see people with, like, like service dogs and different things. Like, I mean, they really do help with, like, depression and different things. Like, yeah. it's another living thing to connect with. Exactly. For sure, On for sure. On a different level, too. And I don't know, the connections that I've had with animals have been, you know, like, I feel like they really can, they focus all their energy because you can't communicate, you know, through language, like humans. Um communicating differently with you so you communicate on a different level and they can kind of read you better than i think some humans yeah so it's very interesting (laughs) now i was gonna make a statement because but i don't know how you're gonna take to it because i've heard this thing saying like um like dogs are like the most unconditional lovers like even if you're not nice to a dog it'll still be super nice to you and like it'll just want all your affection and like it'll love you mm-hmm. but you guys are cat people you guys have cats <laughs> yeah i'm a all animal people person so that's true i but if i could have all different animals i totally would right now i love dogs I love connecting with dogs. Um, yeah, because I feel like cats are assholes. Yeah, they can they're be. They're fucking oh savage, my gosh. dude. Yeah, they are. And they're <laughs> they predators. They're killers, man. Yeah, they're little lions, so they're predators. Um, and that's what I like about the horse therapy and horse interactions is because they're not predator animals. Um, so they have a natural kind of um, different connection with humans, I feel like. Um, because they don't want to maybe like kill you like a cat if it was like a lion size. <laughs> a cat will because kill they you totally would. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. 
So (laughs) 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 definitely um, different connections with different animals. Yeah. Now for the folks listening, and we don't have to like talk about this too much, but you are vegan. Mm -hmm. And I just want to thank you for not feeding your cats a vegan diet. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> they would definitely want to murder me more. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't... You know what? The funny thing is, so Joe Rogan talked about that in his stand-up, mm-hmm. but I first became aware of that. I was talking to a buddy at the jiu-jitsu gym, and he would like um, like house-sit for this lady, and her cat was vegan. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> and he told me this story like... Like, like how malnourished the cat oh, was no. and stuff. When he told the story, it was fucking hilarious. But still, I like I I then became aware of it. I'm just like, people are fucking nuts, yeah. dude. Like, what? <laughs> right. I still feed one of my cats loves wheatgrass. Yeah. <laughs> so I grow wheatgrass for him. But he definitely still does not vegan. But he likes the grass. <laughs> <laughs> he likes the grass. Yeah. <laughs> you ever blow smoke in your cat's face? Oh, yeah. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> they seriously love it. <laughs> you, they, they, you can see them change immediately. Yeah. I, they have their own endocannabinoid system, so yeah, yeah, they're they're getting some of their receptors. Yeah, and that's interesting to talk about, right? The endocannabinoid system, because I mean that just means endogenous cannabinoid system. That means we internally make these, which is why, like, that's what that like that runner's high is mm-hmm. that people get to. People like to be, they like to have conscious altered. You know what I mean? And I, it's I mean that's why people like to like to drink that's why people smoke cigarettes mm-hmm. like they want to alter their consciousness to one degree or another yeah and i feel like with the runner's high specifically that um we were kind of because running is good for you i feel yeah. i mean like it's like know, an incentive yeah like exactly um it's an incentive to do something that we should be doing getting active and getting our body um ready to i mean you know flee if necessary like a survival right um instinct so yeah so you get a positive feedback from right. someone well, i feel pretty good after this right yeah. i mean how often like I never feel bad after a workout. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Unless, like, I went into it just, like, being sick or something. Mm-hmm. So, oh, man, I probably should have just fucking rested. And I, I pushed it too hard. But, like, yeah, if it's just, like, a situation where, like, you're feeling some resistance and you don't want to do it, yeah. 100% of the time you're going to be happy you did it afterwards. Oh, yeah. Right? For me, yeah. Like, I'll that definitely works. I'll even tell myself that, like, beforehand if I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to go outside and go for a walk or whatever. I'm like, well, I never regret it. Yeah. I'm like always like, I definitely am glad I did this. So that's what kind of boosts me um, to do it anyway. If I'm not totally up for it at first, but I'm like, I know I'm not going to regret it. I'll feel amazing at, that I did go and afterwards. So why not? Yeah. Now, were you, um, were you, how active were you growing up? Like, were you much of an, like, uh, I even hate the classification of athlete anymore because I found like, and honestly, confession, you guys kind of broke it for me because, like, I used to have this, um, like, this idea of, like, what an athlete was. Mm-hmm. And I really like the saying, like, everybody's an athlete because everybody mm-hmm. really is a fucking yeah. athlete, you know, whether or not you're tapped into it or not. Mm-hmm. And then, like, um, uh, just talking to Tony on the phone or whatnot, I'm like, yeah, I mean, we're fucking sponsored athletes. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, bro, like, you just started running. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like me just kind of being a snob, like, <laughs> as, like, a guy who's, like, always been an athlete, like, right. his whole fucking life. I'm just like, bro, you're not an athlete like me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just kind of be an asshole. But, but no, like, really, like, it's just one day you just decide, like, no, I'm a fucking athlete. And you just mm-hmm. accept, like, that's what you are. 
and you guys have been just like super active and like killing it on the trail running scene and just like what like what has been like your athletic experience like growing have you always been this active yeah so when I was a kid I didn't really watch a lot of tv I was like I had access to a lot of uh, land and animals so I was outside all the time um and then I started running in middle school I got involved in the um, Navy Sea Cadet program. Oh, yeah? I thought I wanted to join the military one day. Um, so I started doing that on the weekends and they would, we would go stay on base, um, get up at like four in the morning, go do PT for a couple hours, um, and go do navigational training, do all these different oh, kinds shit. of like training, stay in the barracks, That's cool. like do all kinds of stuff. Um, and then train for our performances. And, um, so I really like loved that aspect. I killed it in the physical training. Like I was doing more pushups than half the guys there. I was running like faster than half the people, like not half the people. I won like first and second place when I, um, competitively run at these Navy sea cadet competitions. (laughs) Um, so I loved doing that because I was pretty good at it yeah um and then I uh wanted to play basketball in middle school and went to tryouts and I had having some pain in my feet um and I told my mom about it but she just kind of thought it was growing pain so she never took me to the doctor um but then I was I could not walk at all after basketball tryouts and I was crying. I was in immense pain. And she finally took me to the doctor. And the doctor was well, like, Well, now that you uh, fucking know yeah. you want to die, right. we'll go ahead and take you to the doctor. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, she has like this rare, um, like accessory bone that I guess a lot of people have. But it w- in my case, it was just causing me severe pain. Um, Where's it and at? In your foot? Yeah. Uh-huh. It was like kind of in the arch area on each foot. Um, so then whenever I was growing in middle school, it just caused me so much pain and they ended up just performing, um, surgery on each foot and took that bone out. And now, um, it's pain free. Yeah. No issues since then. No. Um, so I've been very lucky with that because there was a time in my life I, you know, didn't know if I was going to be able to walk without have being in severe pain Fuck, <laughs> um, dude. yeah it was i wonder if shoes had an influence on that oh yeah you know, I, as you're I trying agree. to grow yeah. you, they're confined shoes are fucking terrible for our feet i agree or at least 100%. the design of shoes yeah for sure and that was a lot of what the doctors were saying is you need to have comfortable shoes they made certain insoles for my shoes um, that i was wearing so I think that that had a huge impact on it. But then I started um, running competitively in high school, track and cross country, and fell in love with that. Um, I was winning, so it was just like getting the highs off of yeah. winning and enjoying it and having that team experience. Um, but then when I went to college, I didn't really run at all um, or do like a lot of physical um, just fell off yeah I mean walking on campus (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was about it Um, and then didn't really get um, but I also went through some pretty difficult times in my life Um, so it was just kind of a ongoing battle of 
doing things that wasn't necessarily good for me. Um, so I knew exercise was and just was not doing any of that kind of self-destructive, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then when my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer <laughs> in 2015, um, we, my sister organized a 5K run for us to do um, in Florida as a family in support of her. And we did that. I hadn't really run a lot before that, um, but I was getting more um, physically active in Missouri and decided, like, hey, I want to, like, try and run this thing. Like, I know I can run. Like, I used to run all the time. Yeah. So, like, I knew it was a possibility. I just hadn't really done it that much. Um, so we started practicing on the trails in Missouri, went down there and ran. Uh, I ran the entire thing and placed 13th in my division among like thousands of people. Oh shit. Nice. So it kind of like lit, uh, you know, like relit that passion of being like, Hey, this is, and the community of it. And the fact that you can, you know, literally run and, you know, hat for all of these different, um, awarenesses, like raising awareness and, donate to charities and run is running is beneficial for yourself right um and then you're also helping others it's just this whole running community is just amazing as well yeah community is so important you mm -hmm. know what i mean just to be a part of something so you've always been a runner yeah that's, that's, that's been the sport <laughs> yeah, of choice pretty much <laughs> yeah Went from running on feel the fucking so free running around yeah. <laughs> <anywhere>. <laughs> just frolicking through right. the woods exactly <laughs> like a like a fruity hippie <laughs> That's and then I know I, I'm like, if I need to run from a predator, I can. You can you always know? run from <laughs> <laughs> Fight or flight. Right. Fuck, dude, I'm running. My flight response is on, on point. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, man. And you're out in the mountain, or you were out in the mountains, or at least you go out to the mountains. You, mm -hmm. you ever come across any bears and shit? Yeah, we, I have definitely um, seen a bear, I think three times, no, twice now, in the walking around. Um, the first time we were in a car, so it wasn't really that scary, but the second time it was when my sister and her husband came to visit us in Colorado for the first time ever, <laughs> and we were walking, and on the other side of this river, a bear came out, and it was just right there and, and my sister like immediately ran <laughs> i'm like that's not what you're supposed to do that's the worst <laughs> right but yeah so we all like did what we were supposed to do and like watched it didn't even care like there were people fly fishing um and it was super chill but if i were to see a grizzly i don't know if, if i would feel the same no like, fuck no because that, that grizzly's gonna kill you yeah right more than likely but, unless it's just eight yeah <laughs> but even then those things are fucking soulless yeah i saw uh one of our friends though like he went up to alaska and was like right next to these grizzlies that were in the water like just catching salmon and he was just videotaping oh uh, well like, they were fed yeah right i know but i still like uh, that would be intense uh, yeah. But we saw a moose. We've seen two. Uh, well, we saw a family of moose, but we were next to the car, um, so I wasn't super scared about that situation. But I guess they can be super. Those can be aggressive. real dangerous. Yeah. Oh yeah, moose are not. We saw one like a couple of weeks ago. It came out of nowhere, which was what was scary because we didn't even know it was there, and it just like walked up, and I was ready to run <laughs> because I've seen them charge at people on videos. Yeah. Um, but it was 
super chill, didn't even mind, like looked directly at me and didn't even care. So yeah, just got to kind of be on your toes though. But I was ready to run. <laughs> I was so ready to yeah. run. Yeah. Those things, like everybody thinks they're so nice and cool because of Rocky and Bullwinkle and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A right. moose will fuck you up. They will. And they can charge through like feet of snow like nothing yeah they're they're big yeah like they're not small right. i i would always be more worried about well not more worried but it always freaked me the fuck out if i came up on a cub yeah because i'm just sure. like where the fuck is the mom exactly like, you know, like what does she think is happening right now right yeah oh shit you saw always the movie gotta the be revenant? alert <laughs> yeah. have you seen the movie the revenant Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Where he gets yeah, I have seen mauled that. by that bear. That is intense. Dude, that shit scares the shit. Also, I saw this. There's this uh, video floating around where this dude got mauled by a bear, and then like he like hiked like five miles out of the woods, wow. and then took a fucking video of it. Oh my god. He's like, he's like, yeah, I just hiked to my car. He's like, got attacked by a bear. My fucking head, ears hanging off. Like Jeez. he was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's intense. And then he drove himself to the hospital. You know, I aspire to have that level of toughness. Right. Because I don't. Yeah. (laughs) I really, really don't. Um, So growing up, I know this is about you, but I'm going to steal it for a second. So growing up, so my uncle, he um, is my favorite. Well, I shouldn't say that, but my uncle Kevin he uh when he was when he was younger, he got shot in the face with a fucking with a I think it was a shotgun. Blew his whole fucking jaw off. Dude picked his jaw up, walked to fucking help. Wow. And he was probably, I think he was still in high school at this time. 17, maybe just graduated. He was still a teenager. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just think, I think about that level of toughness. I'm right. like, I, I fucking, I, I, not that I ever want to be in that situation, yeah. but I would like to hope that I could call on some sort of fucking energy to, yeah, to be that fucking yeah. tough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I came home from school one day, me and my sister, when we were in, like, elementary school, and my grandpa was, like, ready to go, and we didn't know why, and he had sawed off his finger and was waiting for us to get from home from school. Before he could go. Yeah, and then he drove us and him to the hospital. Shit. And they reattached it, but I was like, oh, my God. And he was just super calm. But yeah, he was, super he was like, calm and composed. He's like, like, we gotta go. Right, Yeah. I don't Whoa. know. <laughs> Takes some intense energy to yeah. <laughs> remain calm under those circumstances. God damn, that's some crazy shit. Yeah, I'd like to think I could, but you never know. I feel like I probably could, but that, who knows? Who knows? I right. mean, I think that's why it's important to like, um, to like uh, expose yourself to like stress. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like little by little. Yeah. Like you know, just just daily like discomfort you know what i mean like doing things that aren't comfortable and just like building that that ability to deal with being uncomfortable yeah for sure developing that like mental strength to be able to overcome situations yeah yeah that are stressful in the future well because i mean fucking going after the dream is stressful isn't it yeah (laughs) ups and downs for sure ups and downs you know there's like there's days where you feel like you know the exact direction and how you want to get there and mm-hmm. others where <laughs> it's like what like the <laughs> fuck right just want to take a nap that day <laughs> right not do anything so when you guys get out to colorado you got to work on a farm for a little bit right what yeah was, what was that like that was an amazing experience um 
we got to plant the the cannabis plants from seeds um, which a lot of people are just using clones so it's um and they have the mother plant that they get the clones from and then all of the um the plants are from that mother plant and then we did it a little bit different we had all different seeds and so we planted the seeds and then um, germinated and then we put the plants in the ground um, after they were about a foot tall and then there were 6,000 plants it was all outdoor organic um, we watered from their uh, the plantations own water source that was just snow melt um, all the energy was from their uh, water turbine on the on the property um, so it was very interesting we're also outdoors so the plants were getting they were in the ground and they were getting the sun um, and all the elements um, right. and exposed to different bugs and animals and everything um, and then just being able to be around that many plants that have like when you're smelling the different terpenes and um, you're exposed to the different oils, but just by walking through the field. Um, and then like I was, um, had mentioned that different plants have different frequencies and vibrations and almost, um, energies that they are, uh, constantly giving out Mm -hmm. being around that from a baby to, you know, a eight foot tall plant yeah. um, and 6,000 of them that you've kind of known since they were babies <laughs> uh, was a very interesting experience. Yeah, I bet it was because, I mean, you guys were living in the mountains at the time and, mm-hmm. and this farm is, is up in the mountains, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you guys are at 8,000 feet, yeah. which a lot of people um, they didn't think was possible. I don't know that many other um, farms or plantations that are at that elevation. Um, in the Rockies, but a lot of people didn't know f- since the grow season is so short, but the sun exposure is there and it's so intense. The plants were loving it. Um, and whenever we got the plants tested, the, you know, the potency and different um, cannabinoid content was, had a, a large variety of range in it. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, anytime I leave, like, like in like the city, like in the urban area, you go out into nature. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just so fucking like refreshing, right? It's like mm-hmm. there's less of this like hectic energy that's like coming in, mm-hmm. and it allows you to just like, just like just like, whoo, right. just like release like, all of that, and then like you can just take in all this positive energy mm-hmm. and like reset. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and, get that experience every time i go out of nature yeah and like i don't know what that energy is but there's we're definitely connected to that mm-hmm. like that's where we're supposed to be i walk barefoot all the fucking time that's like, awesome we're supposed to be connected with this earth and like mm-hmm. i don't know what like vibration or like frequency that like uh that plants are like operating on but mm-hmm. it's they definitely have their own energy that they're that they're putting off yeah you know what i mean for sure. And every time we go out in nature, we are um, interacting with that. And even doctors I know um, in Japan and other places in the country now are prescribing nature walks and people to get out in nature because people spend, um, I think the statistic was like 95% of their lives indoors, which we've never you know, experienced as a species um, as much as we are now. And it's 
you know, they've connected it to have an effect on all these different um, conditions and uh, mental illnesses um, and, you know, depression. And when you're walking out in nature, you're inhaling all the different um, terpene profiles that the different trees and all the different plants are emitting and the fresh air, the oxygen um, is super, super beneficial for our health. <laughs> we need right. to breathe. Um, and it's, you can't get any, you know, more fresh air than just right there by next to a tree or in a forest surrounded by trees and plants. Yeah, I mean, you you can go through a 15-minute walk in nature and or you can go through a 15-minute walk like in the city and only one of those is going to make you feel better at the end. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're definitely meant to uh to be there and and we we're we we're talking earlier and maybe well, I guess we'll just talk about it again. Fucking I feel like it's just so silly how like us as humans, like, we have this thing to where we always judge everything through our lens, meaning, like, you're not intelligent unless, like, you you talk like, you know, like, you say these words, right. or, you know what I mean, you think you have this perspective, or, like, like, we discredit things that maybe we don't experience, or, like, we don't fucking, like, we just say, oh, well, that's not true, because we, I haven't experienced it, or, like, mm-hmm. I can't see it, or, you know what I mean? Right. But, like, plants have their own they have their own like consciousness and like they have their their own intelligence i mean the mycelia what or is it mycelia or mycelium one of the two the mushrooms Mm -hmm. there's a whole highway fucking infrastructure of tiny mushrooms that connects Mm -hmm. all of the other plants and that is how they they transport nutrients and there's they've done uh, they've done uh, readings to where, uh, like, I don't know what they were. I think uh, I think what they did was they injected some sort of uh, chemical into, I don't know, like water or something. Either way, like, and they, it was something that was like infrared or something mm-hmm. that they could they could monitor with, with some sort of fucking meter or something. Science. Science. <laughs> Science. Yeah, I'm, I'm chopping it up. Either way. So they could see where these nutrients were being distributed, mm-hmm. like once they were like you know taken in by the plants, and then they by following this, they could see that the the larger plants, the bigger plants, the ones that are doing well, they were distributing nutrients out to the smaller, weaker plants. Mm-hmm. So like they're actively making this decision, right? Yeah, and and they're doing this. They're all interconnected. Like they're doing that through their root system and through the mycelium and the mm-hmm. fucking ground. It's like this is huge fucking complex system that we can't even like begin to totally understand i read or i watched this documentary on plants where this one plant uh was attracting an unwanted pollinator um that or unwanted pest that was messing with the pollinator um and they it completely changed the way that it flowered um and it so it flowered during the day, and then in eight days, it started flowering at night and changed the way the flower looked um, just in eight days. Whoa. Completely changed all of that. What? Like, and this researcher saw it, and I mean, can you imagine if humans could completely change, like, within eight days to adapt to something like that? Like, we can't even begin to comprehend how that's happening. Yeah, that's so crazy. They did, they did, this, uh, they did another study where they took um, – these particular type of plants that caterpillars would simple they would typically eat um, they took just the they took a recording of a caterpillar eating that particular leaf played the recording to the plant 
and the plant um, through some sort of chemical process like changed its profile so it tasted bitter. Wow. The, the, this chemical process happened through the recording yeah, of that's... a fucking caterpillar eating that plant. Not the actual, not an actual caterpillar <laughs> doing that. Cause they're, they're cause just new. Exactly. Like, like they have this innate. Because they, they've, 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 um, I think they've, uh, what's the word I want to use? I want to say monitored, but I don't, that's not the word I want to use, but you know what I'm saying. Either way, mm-hmm. they've seen to where that uh, plants were, like certain plants were getting eaten by like a caterpillar, and then like downwind, um, those same plants would change. Like there was some sort of like, like they were like warning the plants like mm-hmm. downwind, like that there's a predator nearby yeah so they were changing their profile as well that's so interesting it's crazy i guess shit. that's what like grass emits like the smell of fresh cut grass is to like warn other grass that it's like exactly. in danger <laughs> like you're about to get cut or whatever yeah <laughs> like, like they're sending like signals to each other yeah <laughs> it blows me away heather yeah it is it blows me away <laughs> Which brings you to the question of like, so whenever you like, you do ingest these plants like cannabis, like psilocybin, mm-hmm. um, like these, you know, whatever these different compounds are that people, you know, will ingest. It's like, what is that experience? You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you hear some people saying like, it's the like the plant teaching you something. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's like, is that like, is that some sort of like connection that we're making with the plant you know yeah. what i mean like, i feel like it definitely is because you are like what you eat you become like your cells become i can't remember like the exact the statistics but it was like i don't know like 90 95 percent or something of your cells become whatever you're eating yeah um, one, so yeah. if you're consuming whatever you know plants that especially have receptors you know your body the endocannabinoid system um it's definitely going to have an impact like i feel like you are it's the same thing with like vegetables um, and other plants that you're ingesting mm-hmm. um definitely affects your microbiome which 100 affects your cognitive function and everything else within your body so it's yeah yeah i mean 80 80 to 90 percent of our serotonin is produced in the gut Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people are trying to feel better and like you want like, so the way you're, you're interacting with the world and how you feel about the world is directly related to what you're eating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a lot of what, um, the doctors talked about at the, uh, marijuana for medical professionals conference is how uh, your gut and your microbiome, um, is arguably more important than your brain in yeah. cognitive function and, mm-hmm you know like how your body functions yeah it's called the second brain yeah but um yeah it's it it the brain is almost a yeah it's it's like at the will of the stomach right right? because the things that we eat do directly impact how we interact with this world you know what i mean like if you're eating shit i heard this term just the other day called garbage i'm like i fucking love that you know garbage carbs like if you're eating this shit that's true. It's going to it's going to have a direct impact on your gut microbiome, so therefore you're probably going to think slower. You're going to be mm-hmm. more foggy. Yeah. Just your you know your mental clarity is going to go way down. On yeah. top of all the other autoimmune things that can arise, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. We're just talking about the brain here, mm-hmm. so it's like fuck, man. It's all connected. It is. It is 
that's so important. Yeah, yeah. But I just sometimes just start getting like these deep ass thoughts about like um it's like what are the plants trying to teach you? It's like, you know, like when you used to like like when people go to like down to the Amazon and they're taking uh like you know, they're drinking ayahuasca. You know, mm-hmm. you they've the um like the shamans and the uh the natives have been asked like, you know, how the fuck did you figure this out? And they mm-hmm. say, you know, the plants told us yeah. because whether or not that's the case, I don't know. But either way, there's like millions of fucking combinations, but somehow they got those two to work. Mm-hmm. And it's like people go on these journeys, and and it's like they say the plant is teaching you something. So it's like, are you tapping into some like some level of energy that is like that has like a like this intelligence and wisdoms of like thousands and millions of years. Exactly. You know what I yeah. mean? Because like plants have been around way longer than us. They're way more resilient than us. Right. You know, wipe out all the fucking humans and plants would be just fine. Exactly. They would completely consume a concrete jungle in a matter of. Yeah, we know, need like them, not the other way around. Right, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I know. It's <laughs> mind blowing to think about. I don't know. I'm just over here proposing all these <laughs> these questions I know you don't have the answer to. <laughs> I'm just like, but what if, Heather? Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. Trips me the fuck out. Trips me the fuck out. Yeah, so for sure. Back to topic. Greenhouse health greenhouse healthy. You guys are doing a lot of great things with that. Thank um you. you have the charity miles. There was something else I wanted to talk to you about that you guys are doing with that. Um, was it, it was probably what our f- well we haven't talked about like um, our plans for next year so much and that is um, to do the Colorado Trail which is 500 miles um, from Denver to Durango oh. and we're going to raise awareness for conservation the planet um, also just being sustainable um, and picking up trash along the way and uh, protecting the trails, also educating um, people on, you know, different things, topics like what are we going to use for fuel, um, training techniques that we're going to use to be able to do that, um, and then different products that we're going to be consuming for fuel uh, along the way. How long is that trail? It's a little less than 500 miles. It's like 400 miles. And you guys are just going to... 400 something. You guys are just going <laughs> to do it this like straight through? Yeah. We're going to try and do it in less than a month. Less than a month. Yeah. <laughs> God dang. So for the for Let's just, let's just say for uh, 28 days. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just going to be out there just camping and huffing it? Yep. And then um, hopefully we'll be able to do a lot of... Um, capturing a lot of images of the trail um, to do more like uh, raising awareness for the climate and just different conservation activities. Right, right. Because that's kind of, that's the overall mission with Greenhouse Healthy, right? Just promoting like sustainability and just green movement. Right, yeah. That. Uh-huh. Um, so just promoting the, the planet, plants and people, um, just, you know, taking into consideration what, you know, everything you do or people affects the entire planet um, and kind of being more mindful in that on a daily basis. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Well, Heather, we're right <laughs> at an hour. Okay. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Told you. <laughs> Time flying. It did. So how can folks get a hold of you? 
How can people say hi? Um, all on social. Ask Greenhouse questions. Healthy. Where do you want to um, I'm on Instagram at the Heather DeRose. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Facebook, Heather DeRose. So you guys are gonna be so when you guys are gonna be hiking this, all this is gonna be like documented, and you're gonna be putting this like so if people wanted to follow you along the journey, they just need to check you out on social, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, we're gonna be documenting, um, basically starting as soon as possible our training up until then because it's gonna be in August of next year, um, training to hike 500, basically through hike miles of, um, different terrain and elevation. Yeah. Um, What's the lead up like for this? Yeah, I was gonna end for a second, but I have another. So yeah, so like, what, what's the prep like for this? Uh, we still have a lot to research, but it's just gonna be a lot of endurance hiking, um, running at elevation because a lot of the primarily um, the trail sits above I think like nine thousand feet. Um, it goes through the Collegiate Mountains in Colorado, um, so there'll be several different points where we'll be above three thirteen thousand feet. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, so it'll be a lot of planning, a lot of just prep for being able to walk that long of distance while carrying a pack. So we'll be doing um, different practices or, you know, training sessions on carrying, you yeah. know, because we'll be carrying um, most of our uh, gear. There will be stopping points along the way that'll be, we can potentially um, walk into town um, at their post office and send ourselves um, food packages or companies um, could send us products um, at that location as well for us to um, take along the rest of the trip. Right. So there'll be some stuff, like some points where you can kind of get some food or something yeah. if you needed mm -hmm. to. So what are you going to do for like, uh, we were talking about the animals earlier. Mm -hmm. Like what's the fucking plan for that? Like, I mean, yeah. you come <laughs> up on a bear, you're going to come up on a bear? Like Right. Well, I plan to be... Uh, have at least like maybe some bear spray or something <laughs> like that. I don't gun? know. You guys have a gun? Yeah, we do. Okay. I don't know if I'm gonna take it like on the Holy trail. We'll shit, figure something Heather. out, but we're definitely I'm gonna. I'm so worried for you guys <laughs> to come up on a bear. <laughs> right. Well, brown bear. Our black bears are usually not aggressive. Yeah. But <laughs> I should just quit being such a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. We yeah. got this. You got it. You got it. Yeah. If Fuck. not, it'll be a good story. So <laughs> it's all about the story. It's all about the journey. Right. I love yeah. it. Good shit. All right. So Greenhouse Healthy, they can check you out there. They can yep, go to the website. Healthy, website. Greenhousehealthy.com. They can sign for the newsletter. Mm -hmm. yep. um, what's your Charity personal? Charity Miles is a Greenhouse Healthy. Anyone can join to walk, run, or bike for the charity of their choice. Um, what was that? Yeah, no, yeah, keep going. That's oh, fine. Don't uh, worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just, and then what was the personal social? Did you say the personal social? Uh, my personal social is the Heather DeRose. Um, Antonio's is Greenhouse Healthy Human. And he's on Twitter. And we're on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, all the socials. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. You're everywhere. Is it, is it um, uniform across for you? Um, like, is your Twitter the same as your Insta? That's a good question. I don't know about Twitter, honestly. Uh, don't worry. Well, the good news is I'll have the links in yeah. the show notes. So yeah. people will still get I'm not as active you. on Twitter, but I do share things from Instagram to Twitter. I suck so. at Twitter. Yep, I just know, right? Instagram it's to Twitter challenge. only. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good shit. Good shit. Well, then, on that note, I'll catch everybody next time. All right. Thank you.